Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Under the bright lights on Friday nights, every high school football player dreams of taking their skill set to the next level. But being a student athlete comes with many challenges, and finding the right fit can be the most daunting of obstacles. Today we are joined by a young man from Oregon who shined at the high school level, but has faced bumps along the road in finding his place at the collegiate ranks. Joining us next on the Spent the Rent podcast, a football story with former Springfield High School standout, Levi Kincaid. Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Self-Esteem Bo Willie. My guest today is former Springfield High School football standout Levi Kincaid. Levi, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, man. Appreciate you having me. So uh, we're going to get to why we have you had you on. You've been coming to the barbershop for a while. That's where I meet most of my, my guests for the show. Yeah. And we hit it off pretty quick. And you had some football aspirations that it's been fun to follow. And we're going to talk about where you came from, how that, how your football career started, and and where you're at with it right now. We're also going to cover the duck game. We'll get to that a little bit. A little sad face action going on. Uh, we're going to talk about Andrew Luck. That's that's some big stuff. Basically, since it's the kickoff of the football season, we're going to get right after it. We're just going to cover some football stuff. So hey, thanks again for coming. Awesome, man. Thank you. Like always, if you're listening to this uh, on any podcast app like Apple or whatnot, you can watch video now at strpod.com. Pretty easy to navigate. Also, I always want to give a title uh, uh, shout out to my title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, uh, doing free money management advice videos on YouTube and his, his website, OregonCashflowPro.com is a good place to check out for that. And we'll get into a couple more sponsors and whatnot in a little bit. But hey, let's get, let's get after it. Let's do it. So... You know, obviously you're a little guy, and so football <laughs> was a challenge for you starting out. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what are you, 6'8"? Six, 6'8", eight? Six, eight, 260. 260, Jesus. So football, I mean, when did, when was it pretty clear that you were going to be bigger than most of your peers? Middle school. Middle school, so like 6th, yeah. 7th grade? 8th grade. So just shot up one day? Just shot up. Probably sore as hell. Yeah. And you you played little league sports, right? Just like every you know average kid. I actually didn't play little league. Didn't get into it. Nope. What were you into as a little kid? Uh, you know, I just I was always interested in sports, but I really didn't find my passion and find football until eighth grade. Right. And you guys moved a lot, or a lot, right? As a kid, I moved a ton as a kid. I, I moved so much. Yeah. So I went to a bunch of different elementary schools. I grew up in Salem, but uh, finally, kind of found my bearings in middle school too and yeah. moved to eugene and uh well springfield 
And then, you know, Hamlin had a pretty good, they don't have the complex they have today, but they had a pretty good yeah. setup and, <laughs> and that was pretty good. And it was a lot of fun for me, but it was pretty clear at like 12 years old that I had no future in it, not even at a college level. So I just kind of right. played through middle school and then high school, it was a done deal. I kind of just was like, no, nah, I'm going to focus on other things. So, uh, so you, you basically found your footing at Springfield high school, mm-hmm. you know, middle school, you probably shined. I mean, literally what was the growth it was like inches you grew like six inches in a year or something or what oh man uh eighth grade i was probably about six one um going into freshman year i was about six three and in between like freshman year and sophomore year shot up like a rocket you know right yeah i got to like you know six seven um then i grew another inch into my junior year man and the coaches just wouldn't leave you alone i'm sure they're like oh. you're, you're playing basketball yeah you know and that's kind of where it started right basketball was kind of your first mm-hmm. major sport basketball was my first love yeah yeah and the thing about basketball that's better than any other sport as far as you know new fans is that anyone can play it you just can play by yourself you can play with with people that are similar abilities or lower or above you and people play up and down of the competition it's pretty tough to have a pickup game of football especially now because people don't like being tackled oh absolutely no i mean we used to play tackle football all the time dude just no pads oh yeah me too man it seems like it's almost safer you oh. know in a weird way and we can get to that to the safety of football and stuff like that but so in high school at springfield high which is not historically known for its football program right right. i think when i was there because i did my freshman and sophomore year there you know i think we won two games over two years or something crazy Mm. so you played tight end and defensive line yep i played tight end and defensive end and did they find a way to kind of work you in with the offense at, at tight end yeah they did uh my junior years when i first started playing tight end um i was more of a blocking tight end at that time um i had hands i could catch well but i just I wasn't in the system right. as a receiving tight end my junior year. Were you year. guys running a spread or running an I-4 formation? It, it was a spread. So at that point, by the time you were in school, what, what year did you graduate? I graduated 2017. 2017. Because I was, you know, 2000. So it was, oh, I was I formation. It was four yard runs up the middle every right play. Down, right down the middle. And I was a slot receiver, so I never got a throw, pass thrown to me. But yeah. But uh, so, so running the spread and they worked you in, I'm sure they mm-hmm. moved you out a little bit into the slot as well. Mm-hmm. Just barely, just a little bit. Sure. You know? I mean, they probably need you on the line, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and, and, and it's intimidating. So there's people, you know, with your height and stuff. So people are always focused on you, which opens up the other side of the field. So sometimes for a tight end, it's an unsung hero because mm-hmm. they may not be getting the targets, but they're actually causing the play exactly. to, to be successful. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, you know, with your size, obviously blocking is, yeah. is a big thing and. It's just a big obstacle, you know. Yeah, there's a reason, you know, they they say we're the most versatile on the field. Right. You know, block, we can catch, you know. Right. And then early on when I when I first had met you and we started talking, you had told me about, you know, some of your favorite players, obviously Gronk and then uh, Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey from Kansas City. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a beast. And I mean, the NFL tight ends are just something else cuz those guys can jump out of the uh, you know, out of the, the arena or right. whatever. Yeah. And yeah, so so at Springfield High, you shined, you know, started at junior year as a tight end. Mm-hmm. As that progressed, when did you start realizing that maybe college was an opportunity where, I mean, I'm sure. So here's the thing. With a high school kid, a lot of times you have these kind of crazy ideas about right. what it's going to be. And you're like, I'm going to be the best player ever to play. And, and I hope that was your mentality, you know. Oh, of course. You have to have that mentality. But then the reality starts to sink in where it can give you a lot of opportunities where, you know, it could take you to pay, maybe pay for school and all mm-hmm. that. 
So being at a school like Springfield, did you see, did you find that the coaches were not equipped to have much recruiting happening for their players? Not to throw anybody under the bus, you yeah. know, but just, just when you have a school that's not typically known for a lot of football right. success, there's not as much highlight tapes being mm-hmm. made and that kind of stuff. They're just focusing on the job at hand, right. not, not your long-term future because they, they're not used to that. It's a, it's a tricky subject, you know. We're not as highly revered as like as Sheldon across town. Right. Um, even Thurston has a little more right. than, than Springfield. And, and we're just the underdogs, you know. Right. We've always been the underdogs. And, uh, yeah. I mean, Thurston won the state championship last year, you know, 5A, I believe. Yep, 5A. And, I mean, that that's a great program. You know, and they've got D1. Their head coach is a former Duck, so that helps that he yeah. played collegiate football. And I'm not even sure when you were there who was coaching at Springfield because I'm so far removed from it. <laughs> but but to be honest, I don't follow the prep sports around here, which is a telling thing. Yeah. You know, the fact that obviously Sheldon has its big crowd. And, and my kids now go to Thurston, or one of them's graduated, but – uh, older ones at Thurston and we've gone to a few games last year. My older stepson was playing for him and man, those games are big, you know, for, for local Springfield. It just, I never remember it being a big deal. Hmm. And so I'm sure, I mean, you know, you get your small circles and stuff, but it's just not the focus like it is in like Texas, you know, you know, yeah. or something like that. And at Sheldon, yeah, it's a huge, huge program. Obviously now they're getting even more hype with Justin Herbert, now Patrick Herbert, yeah, I mean, when you've got the starting quarterback for the Ducks coming yeah. from Sheldon, it's a big deal. But Sheldon's always been huge, you yeah, know? always. So tell us a little bit about your, your time at Springfield High. Springfield. I love Springfield. Um, I really just got involved in sports early. Right. And in school. school which, school's always been important to me. Which probably helped a lot with your, you know, scholastic, your grades and whatnot. Because when you're on a team, you have requirements you have to meet. Right. You know, and so that I, th- I think helps a lot. I mm-hmm. think being involved in any club is good. Mm-hmm. And Springfield's a funny place. I mean, the, the culture of Springfield has really changed. Yeah. It's gone in a good has. direction. And I think when I was a kid, you would see a lot of people, teenagers, you know, walking around just with their shoulders kind of shrugged. Mm. And today it's like they let their freak flags fly. Like they're, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like cool being a weirdo, you know? So yeah. that's one of the things I liked about you is here comes this mammoth guy, but you're so down to earth. Oh, yeah kind and and never come across as like you know elitist which mm-hmm. which is interesting because when i first saw you here you're riding a little bmx bike around and stuff <laughs> yeah. and and that's that's springfield you know that's the thing i love about it is it's humble yeah and there's just high character people that are just living life you know mm-hmm. not you know it helps a lot when you don't have the wealth gap yeah. in springfield it's like nobody's rich nobody. you know <laughs> you, know, no, you know what i mean so <laughs> So, what was your biggest moment in football at Springfield High? Do you have a game where it just you went bananas? Oh, I'm sure there's a couple, but couple, yeah, definitely a couple. Um, I don't know if I necessarily have a most memorable one. I just loved every every game, right? Every opportunity to play was just great for me, and right. I, just, I just went out there and I just had a blast. You were know? you playing pretty much both sides of the ball at that point, or just or were you able to focus kind of just more at tight end? Uh, my junior year, it was really you know, both sides of the ball. You know, even my senior year was really both sides sure. of the ball. I just got more involved in tight end my senior year. Right. Um, we had a coaching change. A new guy came in from Idaho, uh, John Helmendaller. Shout out to him. He, you know, he's a crazy coach, man. He's great. He's a guy who always fires you up. Right. Um, and, <clears throat> yeah. 
Not, and then, so one thing about coaching changes, not that specifically, but when the offense can change, that can cause a lot of problems, you know, oh, yeah. where you might have a situation before, or maybe it can pre- present new opportunities. Right. You know, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit about when you had gone on to the collegiate level and some of the struggles finding footing and, and a placement and whatnot, you know, I mean, let's just get to it. I mean, you were you know, recruited by some D2 schools, mm-hmm. didn't have a ton of attention. You can talk on that more about D1 yeah. schools. I think you had mentioned Portland State had, right. had given you some letters and some different things. Talk about that process when you kind of, you know, you're talking to your mom and whatnot, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, this is not coming. Like, the offers yeah. aren't coming. I mean, I've shined. I've done everything I can. I've gone to camps. Right. Yeah. T- tell us about that process. You know, it was uh, it was very humbling. It was a very exciting process, you know, to, to be even looked at at all. Sure. Uh, to be coming out of Springfield. Only, I was one of the very few guys to actually get recruited right. for football out of Springfield. Um, so, it was really exciting. I got offers from Southern Oregon, Humboldt State, uh, Western Oregon, Portland State. Uh, yeah. And then you had basically settled on Western yeah. And what was it that initially was your draw? Why did you kind of choose Western maybe over Portland State? Well, Portland State only offered me a preferred walk-on spot. Um, right. You know, I was excited about it, but I felt like I had a better opportunity at uh, at Western. And they offered more. They'd, they'd pay a little more for your college yeah. and whatnot. Absolutely. Can you speak on that a little bit about the differences between offers? So you'll get like a, they offer you to just come out and try like a walk-on spot. Mm-hmm. And then a preferred walk-on spot means that you're on the team, correct? Mm-hmm. That you're yeah. not going to get cut. But you do still have to earn your scholarship, and that could yes. happen after the first year. So you got to pay out of pocket, yeah. which for I mean, we just talked about this earlier. Springfield is not known for having the wealth to afford college. Right. I mean, that's why Springfield High still has auto and wood shop and all these yeah. th- all these things that are like career jobs. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it's because <clears throat> that's the demographic, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I think it's great for people to get trades and all that. And we could be here forever. It's a whole different topic. So Western in Monmouth. Uh, mm-hmm. My mom, I actually went to kindergarten at Wask before it was Western. No when way. It was back when it was Western Oregon State College because my mom studied sociology and psychology at Western. So I, I know the area. My dad actually owns the print shop in Monmouth. It's called Waltz Print and Copy. Little plug to him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so I've spent some time there. He lives there now in, in Monmouth and in Independence. Yeah. It's a neat town. It's a neat little town. town. I think it's a criminal justice and education school. And so we're going to get to that in a little bit too, because your focus is criminal justice. So that was probably a good criminal justice and psychology. Right. And that was probably a good uh, selling point to you for as far as the education. And that's something that, you know, talking to you as much as I have football is a focus of where it can open doors for you. But education is like almost more important. Is that correct? It's definitely, definitely more important. And you know that that's where football can take you. And Mm -hmm. then long-term you're, you're trying to set yourself up and that's the beauty of it, you Mm -hmm. know? So the story of a college athlete isn't just about what happens on the football field. You know, it's happening between their ears every day, Yeah. you know? So, so, but Western didn't exactly go as planned. No, no, not at all. And so this is kind of why I wanted to have you on. We were going to talk about it and just, you know, you can just tell us the story about what happened. Well, yeah, like you said, man, it just didn't work out for me. And uh, I ended up being dismissed from the team. I made some bad decisions. And that hurt. That, right. hurt, that hurt real bad for a while. And, uh, you know, I just had to take a step back and I had to realize, you know, that I have two options. Like I can, well, basically, you know, I can let this defeat me. Or option two, like I can take it on the chin. You know, I can learn and I can grow from it. Right. 
Yeah. And I think that's kind of to be expected with young kids that they're going to, yeah. you know, struggle. And, and when you get, when you are playing athletics at a school, even a small school, then you're mm-hmm. kind of BMOC in your mind. I don't, I mean, do you want to speak on what happened specifically or do you want to just kind of, it's just, you just uh, bumps along the road. You know, what happened in the past doesn't really matter. Sure. You know, what, what's really important is just focusing on the future. So and, it was pretty early on that you had gotten there and I mean, during right. camp, right. That it was just kind of like, it wasn't going to be a fit. Yeah. It just, I just wasn't feeling the right fit. And, and like I said, I just, I just made some poor decisions that, it really doesn't reflect who I am as a person and and letting people down. Right. You know, that's what really hurt the most. Sure. So you didn't give up eligibility because it was pretty early on. So yeah. you didn't lose that year of eligibility. But that does you can speak on this. When you're when the clock starts, you know, uh you have five years to finish your is that right? You have five years to finish your eligibility. But once yeah. you enroll Mm-hmm. Is is that clock already started for you? It depends if you if you enroll and you start classes. My situation, I didn't even take a single class. Right. Um, I just went through fall camp. I went about halfway through the season, and you know things happened. Um, so my eligibility is still there. So you hadn't taken classes because it was before the yeah. It's like before yeah. the you know because like right now we we still have a month <laughs> before o, U of O yeah classes even start. We've already got the first football game. You have like four or five games going. It's coming. And we're gonna quick. get to that painful painful outcome in a little bit but so what happened then do you just basically decided western like i'm gonna leave the whole thing in my rear view yeah left western did you instantly get into lane or u of o you know or did what did you do because you're right now you're enrolled at u of o correct yes so as far as taking a step from football what was your next move after basically leaving western taking some time to reflect right on what it is that i wanted to do you know, I was still pretty, pretty torn up about the situation. Sure. And I ultimately decided that I wasn't going to give up. That right. I was, was going to stay patient and optimistic. I was going to look for other opportunities. And so did you take a term off? Yeah, I took a year off. Took a year off. I took a year off to work and, and train. Right. And worked yeah. on your body, stayed healthy. I don't know what that means, but, but I've heard, people, <laughs> I've heard people say that. Yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, a couple other opportunities kind of have presented themselves. Right. And it's good that you've stayed focused. Uh, let's talk about the education aspect of it and what you're kind of focusing on. And then we'll get to some of the future opportunities. So you, you had mentioned it before. Uh, you're studying criminal justice and psychology. I'm studying crime, law, and society Cri- okay. and psychology. Yeah. I was totally wrong. Yeah. It's a, it's a form of criminal justice. So right. it's, it's close. Tell us a little bit about that. What's, what's, uh, you know, what, why is that drawing you in to oh, that specific field? Man, it's a... It's a deep conversation. Sure, we got really, time. Yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> right. It's uh, it's just something that's always interest interested me. It's like uh, you know, the human brain and like how people operate. Right. Know? And and it's just something that I've always found interesting. Right. You know? So uh, specifically, I mean, you got a long time between now and then. But what would you like to do as far as a career, like police officer, law or enforcement, law enforcement of uh, just whatever caliber that takes mm-hmm. you. That's cool. And then right now you've you've had some odd jobs, and what what kind of jobs have you had? I mean, even going back to high school. Oh man, I actually, oh man, coming out of, you know, during that gap year, I started I started working at Sonic. Like, you right. know, I just needed a job. Did needed, you did you ride roller skates out to the cars? No, man, but I, <laughs> I wish. I always asked him. I was like, can I please get on some roller skates? Like, right. you know, I would. That would be. I mean, imagine that. Right. You know? Right. Um, 
So Sonic, I worked at Dairy Queen. That was my my high school gig, and then yeah. I worked at the M's Games. Yeah, which was a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, so and then you know, obviously, a guy with your stature, security right. is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recently just uh, just landed a private security job. Right. And it's great because it's a prerequisite for uh, for law enforcement. Sure. So. Sure. What other kind of classes in in college outside of of law enforcement have really kind of got you? kind of intri- intrigued and things maybe that you weren't expecting to to really enjoy that you are are, f- are finding that have been good um wait could you repeat the question so what other classes you know like uh is there anything else because there's a lot of prereqs that maybe right. when you first take it you're like oh i don't know i don't want to take this and then you're kind of like actually this is kind of cool because it's oh. given you more of a rounded education uh sociology yeah is really cool um i found that to be super interesting and that's kind of more of the study of groups of people oh yeah groups yeah. of people and, and group behavior in, in different societies and, right and how people you know work together and and don't work together sure and know. i think that's crucial for law enforcement Absolutely. to know communities and mm-hmm. and know like you know the weakest link and whatnot and the strongest right. and whatnot so different ethnic groups and, right yeah so and that's one thing speaking of that that's one thing springfield has done a really good job of mm-hmm. and why they've evolved as a city is or a town is because they're starting to really cater to the demographic. I, I've talked about it a few times on the podcast that they have Latin nights and down. Well, Lane is doing great things. My buddy Zach was on the podcast a while back and he works as a, on the school board for Willamette Lane, but he had talked to us about different things Springfield's done to kind of draw in some of the ethnic crowd that maybe was getting ignored before. And that was a big issue when I was in high school at Springfield high. And then your guys's age group, everybody's all one unit, you right. know? And it's like, there, it's not like there's this group of people and this group of people there's clicks. Sure. But like <laughs> everybody's welcome inside of it and you can cross a cross pollinate each group. And that's good. Yeah. So back to football, let's talk on your uh, opportunities, kind of what the future holds, um, what you'd like to, you know, do with it. I'm, you know, it's good that you've stayed focused on education and that you're yeah. and that you're persevering with U of O. So being at U of O, can you speak on maybe potential opportunities there? I know that you had mentioned when we early, early on when I had met you that you really wanted to try your hand at walking on. Absolutely. And this is like second chance you kind of deal. Right. Not that the university. I'm saying yeah. that you have to do all the legwork and mm-hmm. they're not knocking your door down because of obviously the past. And so tell us a little bit about that process and, and what you've been able to do your right now this year is 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 just gonna you're gonna focus on education but potentially mm-hmm. next year now if that yeah tell us a little bit about that well my main focus you know like you said is is education uh if the opportunity did present itself to be able to walk on that would absolutely be a dream come true for me right i would uh i would be so humbled by that and i would uh, i would compete and i would earn my place and 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 be able to show them that i'm a different person sure you know now, uh, junior college has been an option, mm-hmm. and uh, what schools have you kind of been looking at? Uh, one main school is on my mind right now. Right, it's a uh, it's a dual enrollment, so I'd actually be able to continue to you know. Oh, my... stay at the U of O. Yeah. Oh, to... that's great. Yeah, yeah. To keep studying at the U of O, you know, receive my bachelor's degree um, while playing. Right. And hopefully, getting some some good film together. That's great. Sending it to different colleges. And, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, if there's, you know, basically, like you just said, you just want to focus on education, Mm kind of learn from it and see where you can go from there. Exactly. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. Right. Well, I guess we could change gears, get into a little bit. I mean, obviously the duck game was painful. Oh, man. Last night, kickoff. 
against LSU or LSU Auburn. And uh, yeah, I mean, they were handling it all game. Yeah. But I found the coaching was suspect (laughs) and, and those are my words, but I mean, it's a learning process. They, they hung with an sec team. It's gonna be interesting to see what Auburn looks like at the end of the season. Right. Cause I'm not convinced that they're that great of a team. And I don't know, it's a long season, but man, it just seems like Oregon can't get over that hurdle. Mm -hmm. You know, the timeout management at the end was questionable. You know, where when you burn two timeouts, not understanding the rules, it's tough. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I thought that when you called that timeout, that was going to suffice and that Justin could come back into the game. Right. So, I mean, I didn't know the rule. And I'm yeah. sure that most of the people watching didn't know the rule. Yeah. But then after the fact, it's like, yeah, but I'm not getting paid, you know. Yeah. So that was tough. And then, obviously, one of the things I, I miss, and, and it's like a typical Duck fan, you know, Chip, we got to get over our, our ex, Chip. You know, you know, but man, what I miss most is that he seemed to have next man up mentality about every position, no matter what. And mm. that was tough with the quarterback, backup quarterback, just not being ready to come out and in such a crucial moment. But that was a tough loss. It was, it was really tough. You know, and and with the eyeballs on it because it was such a nationally televised game. And if you look at the slate of games that were happening that day, it was just like. Cake, cupcake versus dominant team. Cupcake versus dominant team. I think the only big outcome that I saw was uh, Missouri got beat. They almost pulled it out at the end, but they got beat by Wyoming. Yeah. And I think it was like the second time Wyoming beat a, a Power 5 school. That was them, a big deal. Them Cowboys, man. Seriously. So that was a big one. and then uh, But some of them, I mean, you see like Washington just throttled Eastern Washington and then Middle Tennessee and all these other schools that are just, they, you know, they get a they get a payday by yeah. playing those teams and and then those those players on those teams get to pad their stats. Mm. You see, Tua had like three hundred and something yards and didn't even play the fourth quarter and it's crazy. He's one heck of an athlete. He's pretty incredible for sure, you know. And that's another thing that uh, Oregon Helfrich I think lost his job over not offering him a scholarship. So, mm. I mean, that's tough. Yeah. So I wanted to speak on uh, some of the big things in in professional football as well. You know, your biggest, uh, one of your favorite players of all time is Gronkowski. And so here we have an opportunity. We're talking to you, a player that hasn't had that opportunity fall into place yet. Right. What do you think about the guys at the next level? Obviously, they've made the paydays. They've gotten multiple contracts. What do you think about guys walking away early? I mean, it's the health situation for a lot of these people it's like you see Gronk talking about it and Andrew Luck where they're just like I just wasn't enjoying this anymore Mm. and I mean obviously your career is still starting out so you're you're still passionate want to be out there right but what do you think about I mean obviously it's their right and and they're getting a lot of support but a guy like Gronk where he's just stepping away and doing other things what do you think about that I think that you know Gronkowski is he'll always be you know one of the legends for sure at tight end and you know, we all have to make decisions that are best for us right? at, at some point. And it's such a good thing to see these people not allowing themselves to go too far. Right. You know, because football shouldn't be a 25-year career. It's yeah. too difficult. No, it's, it's, it's hard on your body. And so the numbers, I mean, Kronk is obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Like, there's no question. And one thing about football is it's not only about statistics it is at some of the positions you mm-hmm. see some of the receivers even some of the receivers with outlandish pos- or statistics they still don't get in first ballot like to because of personality right. gronk always gave it his all and he's a good one you know i, I think andrew luck is kind of 
not saying that he shouldn't do it. I think he should follow his heart, but I think he's actually passing on that. Cause I don't think he's going to end up being in the hall of fame. Yeah. Not that that's the ultimate goal, but I mean, at least he's going to be able to talk and walk and all that good stuff, right? you know? And it's, I mean, when you, have you ever had a major injury playing sports? Hmm. Man, my senior year, I dislocated my right pinky, right? Dislocated my thumb. Um, broke a few fingers in football like and that's just that kind of is just what comes from football. sure and, and the, the, it's funny and i was trying to catch you know right like, and i was still catching popping like, it back in in practice in in yeah. the game and stuff yeah Ugh. you know ronnie lott for the 49ers mm. he's a safety defensive back kind of more like a linebacker playing safety he had this is an old story but he had uh broken a finger i think it was his pinky and they cut it off Oh, and he man. went back out. Heck yeah. <laughs> Straight up. That's and the, that was that's the, the mentality. That was the mentality of the old days. Like they literally just removed his, you know, they're like, you don't need that one. Just snap. Just, nope. And then, yeah. Don't need it. <laughs> went out, finished the game. And I mean, some of that stuff, it's, it's, there's such a balance with football because I think that people, they love those kind of hard nosed stories, but the tide is changing. I'm, mm. I'm curious to see where football sits, right. you know, in 20 years or 10 years because you know, our culture is changing and there's a little bit more of a, you know, toxic masculinity that that's kind of being assaulted. You know, people are uh, done with it. And like, essentially it's like being a macho dude, that's totally great. Like, but being not that is also totally great. And that's what people need to understand. It's like, there's not just because one type of culture exists doesn't mean that the other type of culture shouldn't or another other types of culture shouldn't be celebrated. Mm. And so with football, you have to have that kind of mentality or you're not going to survive. Mm. The thing I worry about the most, I was watching that game last night, Auburn, Auburn's running back. And I can't remember if he came back in the game, but he had told, you could see, cause they'll, they'll hit their helmet when they want to come out of the game. Yeah. And he had told the coach, I want to come out. And the coach was like, no. And then he got hurt on the next play. Mm. And that kind of stuff, you know, it's gotta be team over self from the individual but it also has to be the coaches and 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 that's a tough one you know mm. when you see they're they're being kind of what nope we need you and that was my biggest gripe with the duck game too on that play for auburn's coaching and then honestly for the U of O coaching where uh, they just showed they were exposed for having no depth obviously justin herbert is a you know all-american quarterback but that play at the end on that fourth down where we called two timeouts that was where it decided the, the outcome, in my opinion, because essentially you're playing not to lose, and that that's a tough situation to be in. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes in crucial situations, things like that unfortunately happen. And Cristobal and his whole coaching staff are amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that's no doubt. Sure. It's just that sometimes that happens. Right. I know you're not trying to criticize him because, you know, you might want a job with him. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah. no, I mean, it is what it is. And, and I'm sure that they, you know, Crystal Ball, one thing I've liked about him is he's humble and that he'll take responsibility and it's not, he's not going to be throwing the players under the bus. I was worried for a minute there about that punter having that uh, personal foul where he, 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 oh, cause, Blake. Yeah. Cause he, <laughs> cause he definitely, you know, he, he hadn't tra- you know, done too much tackling practice, obviously. And so he, he ripped the guy yeah. around and out of bounds and it ended up being a pretty substantial penalty, but I don't think it ended up turning into points. You know, yeah. it's the end of the first half, but man, that could be a, a bad situation. And yeah, 
you know, and then the, the kicker struggled and then they had to bring back the, the, you know, he'd earned his spot in camp. And then sometimes yeah. the young guy, it's like, they're mentally not ready. Who knows? Kicking is such a, th- there's so many factors going on that it's, I, I never feel for, or I never, right. I always feel bad for a kicker. You know, I remember a couple years back, Boise state yeah. was playing against Nevada. Well, you know, the, uh, the new kicker for Oregon right. who, who missed it, you know, right. in the beginning. That's a big crowd. That oh, is a huge dude. stage. Sure. And it's like you're playing in front of 100,000 people right. in the stadium. Right. And people, that's a nationally televised game. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And there's, and, you know, yeah. 18 years old. Right. And he earned it. I mean, he's a freshman, correct? Maybe not. But he's a younger guy and he earned it. He earned the position in, in practice. But mm-hmm. yeah, when you get into the lights, yeah. what's the biggest, I mean, this is comparison wise, but what's the, was there ever a time when you were playing against a different team where you're like, whoa, this is a different kind of stadium? Like, have you played in the big ones? Because Midwestern League isn't huge. Mm. So most of your games, and and you guys, did you have a lot of success with the team at Springfield? Did you guys do playoffs or whatnot? Well, you know, my freshman to junior year, we, we made the playoffs. Right. We were. Which is a big deal for Springfield. Oh, yeah. We, we had some really talented players. Right. And yeah. there was one season where every game was, like, decided by under seven points. Mm. Right? Because I remember hearing about that in the news. And that would have been you know, three, four years ago mm-hmm. when you were there. So, yeah, was there ever a stage where you were like, whoa, this is crazy? Or is it, I mean, they're pretty average. I think Hillsboro. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's where the playoff games would happen at. Right. Um, for my, especially my junior, sophomore, junior year. Right. And that was a big crowd. That was a pretty big crowd. You know, the electricity was there. Like, sure. It was just like, it was going. Hillsborough, so it's played at Hillsboro High School's field. Mm-hmm. I went to, when the when Austin was under reconstruction and they were adding more seats and turning it into a spaceship, I went to the Duck Spring Game up in Hillsboro. My dad lived up there, and he was. We just, I just happened to be staying with him. I don't know. I was like twenty. Hmm. I just happened to be staying with with him for the weekend, and he's like, "Hey, the Ducks are in town. They're playing down the street." And I'm like, "No way!" And we went to the Spring Game, and it is it is a pretty nice stadium for high school. I remember when I moved here because I, I grew up in Salem initially. My brother played for South Salem High School, and that. I mean, it's, they're not giant fields or anything, but it's a different caliber than what we see in Eugene Springfield. There's just not as much of a focus. Hmm. I haven't been, to be honest, I haven't been to the field. I haven't been to a game at Sheldon. Uh, I'm sure it's bananas. You know, oh, can, yeah, it's bananas. <laughs> because that's a, that's a, they've consistently been just a powerhouse for 20 plus years. Hmm. And it's not changing. My stepson was telling me that they have a, a quarterback right now that's a senior, that's a four-star recruit, and that he played against a school from Seattle. And that uh, I guess he outshined him and his numbers. Actually, his numbers are a little better than Herbert's wow. numbers aren't everything. You know, I mean, you look at De- uh, Darren Thomas for the Ducks back in the day. His numbers were slightly, just slightly worse than Marcus Mariota. Yeah, yeah numbers really aren't everything. Cause, Not at all. There's you know, so many factors. Right. Me playing at defensive end in high school, teams would scheme to run away from me. Exactly. And so... You know, I had to take my opportunities as it came. Right. You know, chasing down running backs was my one of my favorite things to do. Sure. Really. Like, that was... When you can see a defensive tackle that has, like, three tackles in a game mm-hmm. and was the best player on the field. Like Jordan Scott. Sure. I mean, he absolutely plugs the middle. Right. And, 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 he, and he, he does his job. And the numbers just aren't there. I mean, yeah. when you look, you know, even in Aaron Donald for the Rams, like, at the highest level, it's like... Yeah. I mean, he gets a ton of sacks, but like, but like the numbers are just not there sometimes. For run stoppers, Jordan Scott's a prime example. Oh, yeah. That that guy, they just have to stay away from that spot, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just, he was crushing. That dude is a beast. Yeah, him and, and Gary Baker, you know, plug in the middle. Right. Those guys are. Right. Know. 
yeah, there's a pretty pretty solid team. The one thing about the Ducks that I am excited about and does should give us some sense of excitement for the coming season is that we're not used to having a line, an offensive line oh. that is anything like what, what we saw yesterday. Now, I'm not convinced that the running game is quite where we need it yet, and that's not necessarily the fault of the line. I don't know if we have – Well, they got to work the kinks out because Oregon's still trying to find its identity as far as their offense. Yeah. You know, and, and they got to get the ball down the field more, and that's how you help your your running backs is you spread the ball. You know, and these little seven-yard curls and stuff, it's it's yeah. not going to be effective. But Well, the, the thing about it is, is it matters about your opponent. And, you know, yesterday we were playing Auburn. That's Auburn a, absolutely has, true. Auburn has one of the strongest defensive lines. Totally. You know, in the country. And that's the thing is we hung with them. Yeah. You know, and that's where I'm, I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Not yeah. kind of. I'm very excited about this. You know, it's a true test. I think if the Ducks handle their business in the Pac-12, then – I mean, the conversation, see, as a Duck fan, I think we lost the joy of it when we started expecting a national championship every season. Mm. You know, when the years, my first year in, in the area, I moved here in 93, and that was the year that Kenny Wheaton got the pick, and that it's, the, you know, changed the culture of, of Oregon sports. Nike started throwing, you know, millions of dollars at it. Yeah. But it was that season that we didn't have the expectations for it to be we just making the Rose bowl was a big deal. And we got slaughtered by, by Penn state. I mean, it was like the first, the first play from scrimmage, they scored four touchdowns, <laughs> but, but uh, it was still just like, yeah, we're here, you right. know? And then the years with Joey Harrington took it over the top. I mean, true duck fans, no knock on Marcus. Cause he's, he's an angel, but, but true duck fans, Joey Harrington is what, put us on the next level and then from then on he allowed you know joey harrington was a homegrown oregon guy that's what's fun about herbert too is yeah. he's from eugene oh yeah he's so the... did you play so 2017 did you play against herbert no actually one time yeah yeah we did a jamboree against uh, so against like a Shelton. couple drives kind of thing uh you know it was it was kind of like a half a game yeah kind of thing and uh yeah, was, I did watch him in, in high school a little bit on TV, and like, I mean, it was it was some of the covered games, not just local. Like they were playing because yeah. Sheldon plays against national teams. I mean, they're 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 a great program, you know. And and sometimes they get there's trouble because it's like, are they recruiting? And there's questions on that. We mm-hmm. that's a whole different conversation. Personally, like you know, going back to the Ducks in this season, I'm I'm really excited about it, just because we have you know. We started out real strong on offense. Sure. You know, there's there's a little room for improvement, but that's that's to be expected. Sure. You know, we have a new defensive coordinator, Andy Avalos, and man, his defense it was on point in the first half. The first half, and people were getting gassed. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, and you, you're gonna have to look at depth. That's mm-hmm. that's the question marks I have is you got to make rotations real fast, and and the depth just it yeah. seems like there wasn't enough. I'd have to go back and watch it again, but it seems like there wasn't enough confidence in the depth, you know, yeah. and the rotations and whatnot. And, yeah. You know, and, and as far as like offensively, like we were there, you know, we, we were present right. definitely in the first half. It seemed like the first half went really well. Right. And then we kind of flip flopped. Right. Like they started doing well. They got momentum in the second half and then we kind of, you know, backed off a little bit. Um, but I think I do, I do see the potential you know, for us yeah, to it's be gonna a be really, a good year. Really good. I team. know if you saw. I mean, it's hard to gauge. That's the one thing I mentioned it earlier. It's like we played against a true opponent, yeah. and as did Auburn. You know, <laughs> so a lot of these teams, I think that could come back and benefit mm-hmm. a lot. You know, you see teams like Washington that just 
everybody's already already hyping them up and it's like they were playing eastern washington now eastern washington's done some damage in the past you know but still those i don't know what to think i mean those cakewalk opponents in the beginning of the season i mean i maybe have them but maybe they need to not count on your bcs win record yeah you know that's the thing that they need to change in college football is uh either eliminate those games and add more playoff games that would be preferable you know, is eliminate the non-conference schedule. Maybe you have two non-conference games instead of three or four. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the, and if you do play those games, like if, if Oregon plays like a Portland State, for example, you don't get the, I think Portland State's D1 now, actually. But they are. so if they're playing like, you know, Big Sky. UC Riverside or some, some small school. Yeah. And I don't even know if that exists. But, you know, but, we, we uh, they played. The Ducks last year, and they got smacked. Who did? Portland State. Yeah, yeah. Smacked yeah. at home. Yeah. And that's tough. I mean, yeah. it, it, but that was a fun game. You know, we went to that game because my girlfriend, she got her bachelor's in math at, at Oregon, and then her master's, master's in, yeah, master's in statistics from Portland State. So it was a fun game, though, because it was big brother, little brother kind of thing, and, and we're in the, in the stands, and she'd be like, nice catch, nice tackle. Cause she's rooting for nice both catch, sides. Nice tackle. She's rooting for both ta- teams, and she knows her football, man. She's almost tough to watch games with because yeah. I always think she's gonna beat me after the game. But like, no, she gets a, she gets real into it. Yesterday we were watching it. This is kind of a stupid little side note, but we were watching the game, and my dog. I think she's she's about a year and a half, and she was a puppy last season, and was kind of just on her on her own thing. But now that she's a little more attentive to what's going on, and. You know, my girlfriend and I are watching the game and we're getting pretty lively. My dog was like, Moo? you know, she, we were like, yeah, just getting into it and whatnot. And the dog was just like, she was hiding under the pillow. Yeah. She's like, you very guys, confused. You guys are aggressive. Yeah. If she was actually freaking out more than she did on the 4th of July, <laughs> it was hilarious. But all right, well, Levi, you know, your dog's probably really confused while you're yelling at the yeah, TV. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. She, she's looked at me like, calm the hell down. You guys definitely don't do this during basketball season. Yeah. You know, because football, it's like all in on one game. Oh, I mean, yeah. you lose the game and it's like, I woke up this morning super bitter, mm-hmm. you know, but. Yeah, didn't we all? Oh, yeah. Well, Levi, I appreciate you coming out and doing this. It's cool. I want to follow your career and, and uh, I really hope the next step is big for you and i hope you know an opportunity presents itself the juco what you had called it what now it was a dual enrollment yeah dual enrollment that's a that's a great thing because i think the education you're getting at the U of O is top notch oh yeah and there's definitely a future that you know regardless of football is not something that falls into place i think it will i'm right. confident that it's gonna well i appreciate that man and you know no matter what happens education is number one for me and i just want to make my mom proud Right. You know, I want to get that bachelor's degree, and, and I'm thinking about life ahead of football. You That's know? good. And if any, and no matter what happens, I'm going to be playing competitively fun you know, sure just and that's the in, cool thing there is opportunities locally there's semi-pro and different things that, that that's all buzz there's like there's a big buzz on semi-pro in eugene i think that's good so there's opportunities for, for for football outside of just the collegiate level and whatnot but i still think that you know you don't want to close the door just yet i think that you'll 100%. still you'll still have some opportunities mm. so i want to give a shout out to one of my main sponsors uh 45 degrees northwest which is camping apparel if you go to um Anywhere on strpod.com, there's links to 45 Degrees Northwest. And look them up on YouTube and Facebook. 45 Degrees Northwest is a great place for hunting apparel. They've got awesome hats. My buddy Jake just went out for his for his first uh, bow hunting trip at the beginning of the season. So that that was a cool video to watch on Facebook. And it seems like he's having, or on YouTube, seems like he's having a good time with that. And then uh, we're going to end this with a song, Local MC. 
uh this is I, th- I thought it was fitting it's called work for it so it's like everything everything i got i gotta work for it and so brody jansen who's been a friend of the podcast he's he's originally from roseburg but he lives in eugene now and he's a he's a dope mc that kind of connects old school flow with like the new school hmm. trap whatever the mumble crap the kids are doing <laughs> but so he's talented so uh brody jansen work for it so levi thanks a lot for coming appreciate it work for it Everything I got, I had to work for it. Work for it. Work for it. Anything I want, I gotta work for it. Work for it. Work for it. I just gotta stay focused. Work for it. Work for it. Work for it. I just gotta stay focused. Work for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Work for it. Everything I got, I had to work for. Catch my wife, surfboard. Used to want the money, now I want the thing that's worth more. God's word, push me to the most high. Lost a lot of homies, but I choose to keep my hopes high. Hope I never fall back to my old ways. Drunk as hell, stumbling through them doorways. I was getting high just to balance out the lows. So I had to say goodbye and start saying the hellos to the right things, to the right ones. All these demons in my head, I had to fight one. Then I fought two, then I fought three. Broke the chain from my soul, now I live free, now I feel peace, yeah, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, now I feel peace, yeah, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, everything I, I gotta have to work for it, work for it, work for it, anything I want I gotta work for it, work for it, work for it, I just gotta stay focused, work for it, work for it. Work for I it. just gotta stay focused. Work for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Work for it. Yeah, yeah. Work for it. Give me the wisdom that I need in this life in a way that only on is you. See, I was running around trying to impress all the wrong ones until I found you. Yeah, but then I found you. Then I changed up, put in the work. Yeah, I had to get my game up. Now I'm bound to mix the game up. Stepping back for the three is like a layup. I'm way up. I stay up to work on my crap. On my crap. I pray up when I'm feeling last. Feeling last. They laugh at my goals and my dreams. Yeah. But anything's possible when you believe. And I do believe. believe. Yeah. And I do believe. I stay up to work on my crap. On my crap. I pray up when I'm feeling last. They laugh at my goals and my dreams But anything's possible when you believe And I do believe Everything I got, I had to work for it Work for it Work for it Anything I want, I gotta work for it Work for it Work for it I just gotta stay focused Work for it Work for it Work for it I just gotta stay focused Work for it Work for it Work for it 